1: 1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 and 5, he says, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our goal is not that people would be impressed with us, but that they would come to know and be impressed with our Father.
0: In the family of Christ, to be a spiritual leader is to be an example and a servant. We aren't called to the type of leadership that puts us up on a pedestal. We are called to glorify God and serve others with a selfless, sacrificial heart. In today's message, Pastor Robert will teach us what it means to be a faithful, godly leader. Well, let's join Pastor Robert with part four of his message, Godly Leadership.
1: Here because I love Miami. I'm here because I love Jesus. And the only reason I bring that out is, is that I find way too many Christians who don't get it. Just don't get it. Everything's about me. What's convenient for me and, and what's cheapest for me. I used to struggle with that. I remember going home one time. Our kids were small, and we're struggling to make ends meet paying rent for this little teeny tiny duplex. You know, I'm working two jobs. And and I go to visit my mom and there's a new house being built for like a third what a house, 50-year-old house would cost here. And it's twice as big. You know what I mean? You guys know what I'm talking about. And... Everybody in my family pretty much owns a business like different businesses getting a job is like it's kind of ready made sort of a thing It's the question is do I want to work for this cousin or that uncle or this uncle over here or go into business with my dad because he's always ready for that even at 80 something years old he probably still would be but I'm here for him And it became a joy after a while. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying woe is me. What I'm saying is it really did become a joy.
2: But only because you persevered. Because there is no resurrection without death. There just isn't. And so many times, I mean, he's right. There will always be an escape route ready from what you're called to do because there will always be a cross involved in what you're called to do. And so, I was in Joppa recently, where we saw this was where Jonah took the boat in the wrong direction. There will always be a boat like that. There will always be something ready to lead you away from the cross, just like there even was for Jesus in the wilderness. You don't have to die. I'll give you the whole world without you dying. There will always be something offered you to protect you from God's own will, from his cross. There would be no true leadership without that crucifixion. I don't think so, because if anyone wants to be my disciple, he must pick up his cross and follow me. There is no way around the suffering with that. Jesus' disciples said, we can drink the cup, but they resisted it like we all do. But in the end, they all drank it. All but one was martyred, and that one felt left out. But he received the revelation. It matters so much that we adjust our expectation to what we think I mean, if the topic is leadership, what do we think it entails? What do you think is expected of you? What do you expect of it in whatever capacity you have it? Because if you know that it involves following Jesus will involve crucifixion on many levels, first and foremost to your own will, then you're far more willing and able to drink the cup he offers you whatever it is, whatever it is. It may simply be the cup that you stay where you are when everything inside you wants something new and exciting. And he's like, I'm going to burn away your restlessness until you find rest in me. Whatever cup he offers us, we can drink, but there'll be other cups offered that are not from him and they will look more appealing. Verse 23, he said to them, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. But even if you do that, To sit on my right hand on my left is not mine to give, but it's for those for whom it's been prepared by my Father. Point number six out of seven, godly leadership is prepared by the Father. We can grasp for position or responsibility that for whatever reason appeals to us, but why would we want something out of His will? Why would we want a position or responsibility or something that God has not given to us? that there is not grace for what? I mean, it's worth looking. I'm not asking that as a ridicule, but it's worth looking at what is it that I want that he has currently not given? Because whatever he has given me today is what I have grace for. That is his gift to me. Whatever he's given me today, whether it's a position or sometimes it's a position in life, being married, being mother, being something, whatever it is that he has not given There's something that he has given that you've yet to drink to the full. Because this is what you have grace for. This is the cup he has given you. Whatever you have right now, that is the cup he has given you. That is the cup where his blessing is. Whatever you have today. So be responsible for that. Be responsible. Drink that. Make that flourish, whatever it is you have today. Make that flourish. Eric and I met with a drummer... A while back and he talked about how to train drummers and he's like if you can as a drummer even though it's so boring to just drum to a metronome if you can make that metronome sing then you can drum if you can make a metronome sound like music then you can drum until you can you haven't mastered it make whatever you have now sing make it make it sing his praises give it everything you have in John 3, 27, this is one of the verses that currently keeps floating through me. A man can receive only what is given him from heaven. So what isn't given to you wouldn't be from heaven. Where would it be from then? Think about it. Pray about it.
1: Back in Matthew 20, verse 24 says, when the 10 heard it, when they heard it, you know, the mother of James and John making this request. They were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. Whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life a ransom for many. So number seven, godly leadership is service for his glory. You know, the Apostle Paul, who was so eloquent and highly educated, said in 1 Corinthians chapter two, and he's still addressing this issue of Christian maturity and Christian leadership. First Corinthians two, verses four and five, he says, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our goal is not that people would be impressed with us, but that they would come to know and be impressed with our Father. Like John the Baptist, before Jesus came the first time, we're called to be out in front showing people the way. Luke chapter 1, verse 16, concerning John the Baptist, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him, go before Christ, in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord.
2: That's our calling. That's our calling from Jesus went to heaven now seated in the heavenlies with the Father. Our calling now is to make ready a people prepared for his second coming. To make people ready to be raptured or to at least leave a testimony behind. Put two Christians together and they're Begin to compare the new stories, the lava alone, the volcanoes alone. We are living in a time where we have to prepare people for the Lord. His love is the main thing. His love is the main
0: thing. Though one may be overpowered by another, Two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus.